Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. The Movie Odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. That piece of shit. No good he, son of a bitch. He asked if we could record yesterday, but I had my son had a doctor's appointment. So man, I, I'm just behind like it's just been crazy because Alex left yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't have I mean I could have done it, but I didn't I didn't see that. Is she still gone? Are you there with uh, Augie by yourself? No, my my parents came up this time. So oh, all right. It's a little bit, uh, or it's a lot easier. Oh yeah. You know, one thing is he's, um, well, they're just like, my dad's cooking all the meals and they're just cleaning up and my mom like caught us up on laundry and all that shit. So that's like huge. Oh, well that, yeah. <laughs> like the basement always has like towels and sheets and stuff that we haven't like. Oh, sure. Given the time to. Do you have and, one of those shoots that goes all the way down? Mm -hmm. That's nice. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking Sometimes of, when, yeah. <laughs> I guess, speaking of Adam not being here, we don't have a segue. Yeah, let's just jump right, right like into I, it. I, yeah, we'll just get we'll just, uh Well, um, I got my last all-day IPA ready to crack open, talk about this awesome movie. And I'm really excited to talk about this movie. I love this movie. I don't, how do you feel? Do you love this movie? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's I've seen it so many times it's countless yeah same like I can watch this movie anytime it's so good. I could watch it yeah back to back like I could watch it's some like I just I love the characters yeah it's well I'll do an intro yeah let's do an intro and I'll try to make it classic I don't know that's maybe a lot of pressure but um <laughs> hey gang welcome back to our show my name is Brad Patello I'm joined by my good friend Gus Trouth 
Adam Lucas isn't here tonight. He's at a concert. Did you see he what he's abandoned us? He, yeah, he he Adam's he's been going. This is like his third concert in like the last month, and it's not fish. So yeah, so what I, the I don't hell? know what he's thinking. Um, yeah, who, who but uh, so we're doing our um, our oh broken social scene. Yeah, no, that's right. So Adam is seeing that band in concert. Uh, we're we are doing our. October spooktacular, our far, fall spooktacular. We had six weeks of horror films back to back to back to back to back. This week is Tremors from 1990, the original. Uh, so good. I love this movie. It's Jaws in a desert, basically. Would you, but it's not like the original title was Land Sharks. <laughs> uh, that is hilarious. There's somebody in my neighborhood who has a land shark flag. Oh, Which really? is that beer, you know? Yeah. Like, who the fuck likes that shit so much you have a flag of it in your front? I mean, it's fine, I guess. I drink one. I mean, it's, I'm not going to buy a case of, like, it's like, like over expensive shit. Maybe it's, maybe it's a reference to this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, just yeah, really just like... what a great screenplay. Yeah, I I think the writing is so tight in this. It's It's got so much going for it. There's so many setups and payoffs. And it's probably, it's, you know, it's not like a big budget movie. I mean, that's probably the most like glaring thing. I think if you, I remember thinking of that even back then, like the, no, like I was like, when I was younger, I was like, I mean, like, I like this a lot, but it does feel cheap, but it's still, it does a really, 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 really good job with what it has. All practical effects. Yeah. So so the budget was 10 million. Um they made these giant puppets. It's one of those every trick in the book movies, right? Yes. There's they've got animatronics, miniatures, they've got yeah. miniatures, they got hand puppets, they got mm-hmm. whatever it is to get the shot. A wire pulling a horse over. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, there's a wire, two, you literally a wire, you can see yeah. it. <laughs> there's two things that I kind of uh, dawned upon me it's like i've seen it so many times and it's one of those things where i think you kind of take things for granted and maybe don't really fully pay attention so it's fun that's what's so fun about this podcast is giving complete focus to something that we've maybe seen a bunch of times and yeah you start seeing it in a new way oh the yeah the very first shot is the cliff with the and the rocks that they hold up on at the end and yeah. he, and Kevin Bacon's he's taking peeing. a piss he's peeing off on of it. the cliff yeah well did you notice like, the other thing about that scene too um where uh Fred Ward is in a sleeping bag and he goes stampede and Fred Ward in the sleeping bag falls out of the truck which mirrors the shot of the worm oh falling out of the truck oh my god of it's course like, yeah like that's it's so tight like there's nothing there's almost no wasted there's no wasted scene right they're not they're constantly setting things up for later like through this through dialogue through visuals through like mirroring things you know visually yeah. like it's it's like it's fucking awesome and i love their like brotherly uh, you know, um, friendship. I yeah, mean, they're yeah. like they're as thick as thieves, man. They they're, got a bromance great. going. For they sure. got a bromance for sure. But it's like it's so <laughs> endearing, and it's like you want to be those guys. Yeah, those like, guys kind are of. awesome. Yeah, so you got Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward, uh, but they're setting up everything, even like in the dialogue of like they're like 
they're discussing like, how can we get, oh, if we pick it up with this crane, it's going to rip it apart. No, we need to do this. Like, which that's setting up like their knowledge to ground them later in the film, whenever they have to like go get that big uh, bulldozer thing and drag it with that trailer. And we can connect to the trailer. Well, the tires are flat. No, man, that thing can drag anything. And like, you know, they know it, they're dummies and also like very smart in their own field. You they're know? reacting like a like a way, you know, that's the characters are acting in a way that's believable. They're they're all fleshed out, well-rounded characters. And you remember uh, every fucking character. Yeah, every character's great. Uh there's lots of great character actors in this. Obviously, you know, Fred Ward and then um uh, the girl from Jurassic Park and the yeah. mom. Uh, I didn't recognize her. Charlotte Stewart. She was in a bunch of like um, David Lynch films. She was in Eraserhead and I think briefly in Twin Peaks as well. And Okay. So Ariana Richards, of course. Uh, Victor Wong from uh, Big Trouble Big in Trouble. China. Yeah, He's in he's there. Great. Uh, Tony I, I recognize the kid, the like asshole... Um, uh, boy who cries wolf kid yeah the prick and then there's the um the country singer yeah the the wife yeah Yeah. and then her husband is sort of like this is his thing right this movies movies or even in other things well i wanted to mention that actually uh so the genius of the casting of those characters specifically Mm-hmm. Michael Gross as Bert and Reba McIntyre as Heather. Michael Gross in 19, 1990, he's still fresh in people's memories as the dad from Family Ties, who's like a famously oh, see, that's just, hippie I liberal didn't character. didn't really watch that. Yeah. So okay. that casting, I, I don't understand why this movie bombed. It bombed in the box office and then later became like a cult hit. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon disowned and then re-owned the movie, basically. He like just... Dis- distance himself from it and then later embraced it so funny it's so it's so good like how could i guess there could be a corniness attributed to it like it is rough around the edges in some aspects it's a monster movie for sure you know it's a cheesy b monster movie done really really well yeah it's what i always say don't don't reinvent the wheel. Just make a really fucking good wheel. And this is a goddamn perfect wheel for what the materials they had to make it with. Yeah. Well, you got, so you got the dad from family ties. If you're too young to remember that I, show, I, I'm too young. I, that's not okay. something that it's I, a, that was something I, I, I was, I was really watching. Into. Like uh, full house was one of the earlier shows like that. And, yeah. um, and well, family ties i was the exact same There's age as the youngest daughter okay. that's that's obviously the show where michael j fox started so like the whole theme of that show is that michael gross and his wife are like ex-hippies from the 60s they're liberals mm-hmm. and then they have alex uh played by michael j fox who's like a reagan conservative and that was sort of a cultural touchstone for the 80s that show like it was very grounded but it was still very 80s to go back to it you know it's it you know is of the time but casting him against type in this role so now yeah. he go he goes from being like a hippie liberal to now he's like a uh prepper, survivalist basically. prepper yeah in it's so fucking good there's i know him this is how i know him right oh yeah well he's been in every movie 
How many of the sequels have you seen? Um, maybe two and three. Okay. And I barely remember in high school, my, we, my one friend was kind of in, in getting into like tremors and, Oh, there's more of them. And, Watching there's like them all. Seven. And, there's like seven of them. Yeah. I there's one that came Calfee, out like two years ago. Friend of the show, Calfee, actual friend of the show, Calfee. Yeah. Um, and former host or guest host. He uh he's a fan. He loves all of them. He, he he's like you, where he likes like yeah. Yeah. like I like this is truly <laughs> a, a well crafted movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if if anybody wants to say this is like a bad movie or something, they're an idiot. Like they don't know shit. Well, um, it's it presents as like a cheap monster movie. Yeah, but it's just so good. Like the script is so tight; it's almost a perfect script, right? Oh yeah. I mean, every and the direction. I mean, there's just so much subtle stuff happening in like the character development and, um. I just, I like that. Like, it's not like, it's also not a, it it doesn't complete the monster movie thing where it just gets all the way up to where Kevin Bacon and the girl are alive and everybody else dies. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, there's some people start dying and it starts building up the tension and it's getting closer and closer. And, and like one, two of the townspeople, Egg Chan dies and uh, the one white guy dies. Yeah. That lived in the trailer. The drunk guy. Which I guess yeah. is the guy's dad. I don't know. That's ambiguous. I'm not yeah, sure is, that's. I think it is because yeah. he starts like how he starts freaking out after that. Yeah. But it is okay. ambiguous because it's like, who the fuck is this kid then? Yeah. Some he of these relationships. I mean, obviously the girl from Jurassic Park is the artist's daughter. But yeah. This Her kid. setup I, is so good. And just like, what a great. Like. The, the pogo stick. Just like, well, yeah, what is she up to now? And she like goes bouncing across and like yeah. 180 something. And she has her, and she has her headphones on too. So she's listening to music. Yeah. And like, well, that's a setup too. The pogo stick is a setup. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying like, what a fun little character quirk to then build into such a, cause it's like a nice quiet moment. And then you hear ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And you're like, and then yeah. as a viewer, you're and like, you oh my God, not the little girl. <laughs> you instantly yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Right? Because you remember that character. Yeah. So, yeah, Michael Gross has been in every movie. Like he, so. He has some great lines in this movie. Yeah. Reba McIntyre. That's another bit of great casting. She's a country singer. She's not yeah. an actor. This is her first movie, but she's very famous as a country singer. Yeah. But to, I don't know, the two of them are just visually like, cause she's got that curly red hair and he's got this pompadour. They look great together. Like you couldn't design a good height difference. Yeah. Right. A like survivalist like, oh. couple. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just love that they, they, they kind of get teased a little bit, but they're not like, these wacky characters they're not like the wacky like don't go down that road you crazy kids like yeah. you know like they're none of no one's being pushed so far to an extreme they're like hey like yeah. you know they, they like, all like each other yeah like everyone in like the town Kevin Bacon is maybe the craziest like overacting character oh, but it's yeah. fun and it's Kevin Bacon yeah and I can't believe we haven't said fuck you yet fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so, and 
They, and I love Kevin Bacon <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he's great. Like he was apparently really depressed making this. Like, man, you would never know. Yeah, and he's so much fun in it. Like, what was yeah. his line where he's like describing his perfect woman, like legs that go all the way up? Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like she's got like uh, zinc oxide on her nose and stuff, <laughs> and like you got like a believable scientist character too. That yeah, and I like that it's not this like the it's not the description that he throws down. Right. And she but she's awesome. And yeah. I I I think she's super cute. Um yeah, romantic subplot there. Yeah, and slightly. I like that they almost do the big trouble little China thing where like they don't kiss at the end, and then there's yeah, like he's like, I'm working up to it. And I like him, like his self-doubt. He's like, Why would she like a guy like me? I saw like yeah, you know, like Apparently his self-doubt. That- that kiss at the end was added in after a test screening mm. that, that was like tacked on that was supposed to end where it made me smile this view, yeah. like watching it, like it's very endearing. Like, and again, it's the him and ward, their connection and yeah, yeah. like all the little stuff. And I like how he talks to her. He's not like, hitting on her he's just like hey he just treats everybody ward just treats everybody the same everybody's equal yeah and he gives everybody the same amount of respect yeah and he's just looking out for his buddies like come on man like you you gotta like get your head out of your ass and figure some stuff out like he's the older guy yeah and just they're like they're like rock paper scissors thing and yeah that's used several times yeah them getting out and like just smoking cigarettes in the morning together and who's gonna make breakfast and yeah. I made breakfast and <laughs> and they're arguing about what they ate I like how Ward crosses his legs and is like after he throws on his cowboy boots and like the, who who can ride a who can ride a horse and they're like and they look over slowly, at those guys and yeah. they're like drinking Budweisers yeah, yeah. Like, all that constantly. The character's always doing something, you know? They're not, like, just there, and it's not just, like, a headshot to a headshot to a headshot or over the shoulder to an over the shoulder. It's, like, a ensemble. Yeah, the whole town is a character. It's shot as an ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of big shots where it's all of them talking and doing things at the same time, and they're all... Yeah, it's, it's it's great, man. Lots of planning scenes. Yes. There's a lot of planning. I love first, planning. Just the first 10 minutes where you get to know the character. I wrote down getting to know Val and Earl. Yeah. So like you spend, it's almost like a perfect script. You spend like five minutes with them. They have some banter. They introduce the scientist character. And then in the first 10 minutes, you're basically introduced to every major character and and you know them instantly. Like yeah. just, just from the conversations and the interactions that they have. But it's not so in a good. forced way. Right. It's very natural. It's all very natural. I just, um, and the, what you were saying about like using every facet of like how we, we were like applauding um, Terry Gilliam is, yeah, that, yeah. Is, is like tenfold on that where he's using like every single trick in the fucking book. Right. In a really cool way to get yeah. like his visuals across. And he's going for even way insane. You know, his vision is like endless and so creative, but like something that comes to mind is such a simple shot to end a scene, but it's so fucking cool. But it was probably like the cheapest shot is whenever the doctors gets killed and then the wife 
is jumps in the car and the car is getting swallowed up and it cuts to a wide behind a hill and you just see the headlights. Yeah. And then they get, then they get shut off. That was what an easy, what a simple idea, but visually it's, and and I think it works really well. It works so well. That I I guess was an accident though. Like they were intending to shoot something else. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what it was. Something went wrong. They were going to do another ending to that scene. Yeah, creative problem solving, man. But something they went wrong, so they just did the yeah. light, the headlight shot. But that works so well. That's the best. That's one of my favorite shots in the whole movie. <laughs> and it's not even a great composite either. It's just you know, no, but it, like, it it works. I just think it's like the intent is there. But you know? even but the even just like we haven't even got to the monsters yet. But like the realization oh, of the, them. The, oh. This, the, how the scientists, what's her name in the, in the, I'm so bad with names. Rhonda. Yeah. When Rhonda is like, yeah. And then they like use these to move. And she's like, kind of like systematically going through, like, like it grounds the whole thing and it grounds the creatures in a really cool way. Yeah. And they never quite figure it out. She can't figure it out. They're not yeah. like, they don't know where they I came from. They don't. And they're just I'd like them, never really when they're on the rocks and they're like, they're like, he's like, I still think it's aliens. And yeah. like, like all that, that whole discussion is really fun. But like the idea that maybe like this, like tectonic plates opened up and they've been like way down low and they came up or something. And yeah, but There's, I like that they never quite explain it, but they're trying to figure it out in a scientific way. And like, and she's like those little like um, knobs they have. Yeah. She's like, these must propel them through the dirt. And like they, at, they're all pushing all at once, you know, and just yeah. like, it's so good. And it feels because it is real. It's a real puppet. All practical. Yeah. God, it look. it just, it's so tangible. It looks great. Uh, it looks great. It looks amazing. And like, I, mean, I love how they are like always that idea. It's these subtle things. Oh my God. You smell that. Yeah. A lot that, of that. Yeah. I, that, and that, that they keep bringing that up that adds a lot to it. It really puts you there in a way and it makes them seem even more real. That's genius shit. Like they're so clever. They really sat down and went over the script and over the script and really thought through every single aspect of every scene and where it could connect. It's like what Edgar Wright and, uh, um, Simon Pegg. Uh, Simon Pegg, what they do, where they yeah, really no go wasted, over and over and over. Yeah. No wasted line. Every mm-hmm. line means something. Every every line moves the character forward and also the story and kind of develops the relationships in a way that's natural and interesting. And you care about you care about the characters. You can, and you want to care about all of them. You know, you want that this is gonna <laughs> If you care about the fucking characters, you're in, you're, you're invested in the movie. And if yeah. you're invested in the movie, you're gonna not pick up your fucking cell phone and look at it or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, take some goddamn time and figure out the dialogue, you assholes. Well, there's this thing about all these media, mediocre movies that have way bigger budgets than this. And if you, I'm talking about inflation and stuff too. Yeah. Cause 10, 10, <laughs> 10 million now is considered like very low budget. Yeah, I know. So 10 million then is still low budget. It's still pretty low for 1989 or whatever. And I'm sure that all went to the animation and the creatures. And Yeah. Well, talking about making the most of what they have, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like they kind of use the Jaws formula of 
don't show the creature like at first. So all of act one, and even just the way that the creature, your understanding of the creatures evolves as a viewer, like you're, yeah. they're under the ground. You don't see them, but you're seeing like little bits of smoke and you're seeing tent, like fence posts fall over and stuff. Yeah. But then they get one of them grabs their truck and they rip it off, not knowing that's what they Stubby. did. Stubby. Stubby. Then they give it a, yeah. But like they get back into town and this thing's hanging off their truck and it's like, oh, that's the monster. It's this little snake thing, you know? Yeah. And then it takes a while longer. It's like, oh no, the snake thing is part of something even bigger, you know? Yeah. And just the way it ramps up and the stakes right. are increased. Yes. That's what I was about to bring up is every time they solve a problem, a new problem is instantly delivered to them. Yeah. Right. So it's like, Hey, we killed this thing by knocking it out basically. And it rammed into that, like a uh, trench wall, that concrete wall. Fuck and like, you. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, like the best moment in the whole movie is whenever <laughs> Kevin Bacon says, fuck you, uh, with every ounce of his soul. Um, and the then as soon as they're like oh there's three kind of, more yeah it's like well there, there's the like they're re reveling in their you know that their accomplishment and what's gonna they were gonna be in time magazine or whatever yeah maybe that's a later line anyways um she's the the scientist is like oh shit they yeah. say something that makes her go oh shit and then she runs and looks at her data and is like oh my god if if my data is correct, like, and these machines aren't fucked up, that means there's three more of these things. Yeah. And they don't waste and, a lot of time. The scientist starts to say, well, you see this here and this here. And Kevin Bacon's just like, yeah, yeah, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> like, right, right. Which is great, which is great because it moves the story on. It, get, it keeps up the pace of it and it sticks to Kevin Bacon's character because yeah. they're like men of action. And I love that they're like, let's get the fuck out of here. This sucks. Like what they it's after like the they clean out the septic tank and it the the valve breaks and it shoots shit all over them. Yeah. And they're like cleaned up and they're leaving. And that just like that little line about like, you know, why are you bringing the vacuum cleaner? I don't know. I like this vacuum cleaner, you know. Oh, we could use it for parts. Like, where'd oh. that come from? I don't know. It's just like a fun little anecdote thrown in there to build up their characters a little bit you know their thriftiness yeah. or whatever but that's when they run into the old guy yeah and that's but, the first thing and then they're trying to figure out why would he be up there he and died he of thirst he, he died of thirst so then that sets up the whole thing that they don't fucking well it takes you like three days to die of it, yeah something uh, like that. At, like yeah. at like the most extreme or two days or something like that so like they wait you out Right. Which then they start figuring out like they're constantly learning about them as right. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. not like the, the, this one, they're not like one trick ponies, these creatures. They're still like the, the, the characters are constantly trying to figure out, you yeah, know, it's how like they're to work around these problems. Yeah. It's like constant one upsmanship between the human characters and the monsters, you know, they're, once they figure one thing out, then they move on to something else, you know? Like, the, obviously, the creatures are probably a little bit more intelligent than they 
should be but like yeah. digging like a trench to like a trap to like uh, and all this sh- and yeah. but I mean like orcas are crazy it's fine. yeah I mean do it's doesn't stuff, bother they, me those are mammals uh, yes it doesn't bother me at all it's that's the suspension of disbelief for a fun creature movie like this like it is you know yeah all of act one is kind of we don't really reveal the monster we're mostly following to the bacon and ward yeah they're going around they decide to leave town but on their way out they start to see signs that something's wrong that the old man and then the next thing is the well the one the farmer the sheep farmer dies and they find the, his body. The road gets that the, there's road work going on, and then the uh, the road workers get killed, and in that the tremor or the the graboids, um, the graboids, yeah, sets off they, a chain reaction that blocks off the only road in town. So now they're yeah. trapped. Uh, and there's interesting editing, like involving noise too. Like whenever, whenever you come into a scene, there's always like focusing on the noise. Cause that's what the creatures do. They hunt by like sound. Mm-hmm. So like, there's always something making noise in the, like in the first act of the movie, whenever you cut to a new scene, there's something noisy happening and the characters are like doing stuff. Like, like at one point, Kevin Bacon kicks over a, a bucket when they find the doctor dead and just making noise unnecessarily kind of like they're having the character, the characters like, kind of amplify that sense of like you know it's for the audience of like the tension building of like don't you're saying like don't make because we're realizing like oh it's like we understand what's the audience understands a little bit more what's happening than we're like a couple of steps ahead of yeah of of bacon and war you're making too much noise yeah <clears throat> well we're seeing them well kill. that's the whole thing with like the splashing in uh um jaws End of end of act one, you have a chase scene and that ends with the, uh, they, they end up killing one of the monsters sort of by accident. And that allows them to kind of figure out a little bit more about it. This right, is they the run first into time. a scientist. Yes. And they figure out there's three more. So that sets up acts two and three. Right. And then um, they get stuck on the rocks, which I, I love the scene. I think the music is cheesy. That kind of starts coming in. It's like, oh yeah, it's like twangy country kind of, but all on like synth kind of or <laughs> yeah. something. I, Lucas could answer that music question better because he worked in a music store. I kind of wish the score was a little more consistent. Like, I agree because there are moments where it is on point, and I think I, sometimes it, it doesn't it's like quite have adventure. a theme. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like an adventure theme, but like occasionally there's country music too. Like, right. Well, that's sort of what Jaws does a little bit, not the country thing, but like Jaws obviously has like the then and then all the amazing, but then it also has like this very like they're on the boat and da, 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 it's an adventure and like, yeah, that's a kind of moments, theme, I think. Yeah. The characters but, have themes that doesn't happen here, but there is, no. there are good moments. There's adventure moments. I remember thinking, oh yeah, the score is working here. I mean, it's doing what it should do. Yeah. But I kind of just, I don't know. I wish they had gone more like with leaned more into the country thing. Maybe. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, I just, I, I'm I'm not, I'm uh, fine with the country thing and then having, I just don't think that the country thing is particularly that good. I like the pole vault scene 
one, it's just a great like Kevin Bacon has given his coat up. Oh yeah, they the, spend the, the night on this rock yeah, on the that's, rocks. That's when they figure out that the they'll wait you out. Kind of yeah. They kind of get the romantic subplot kind of gets pushed forward a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and not in a and like it's just a cute little bit. Little just a thing. moment, you know. Like yeah, he's kind of awkward. The, the he realizes scene is great. Yeah. And, that scene, um, I guess that was kind of the impetus for the movie. Like somebody had pictured that situation, and that was kind of what the seed of what started the movie. Like, let's, what if we needed to, you know, what if there were monsters in the dirt or something? And we needed a pole vault, or, but yeah, that's yeah. there's a couple and nice her, shots of it, like using, and it sets up the rock thing. Yeah, that like, like yes, the rocks amplify their noise, but they can't get to them right which and then that's the whole thing of like the her being part geologist that she can knows that like oh let's like this whole it's all bedrock up there like if we just get up to the mountains like they can't get us at all set up the um, jeep trail mm -hmm. how many times is the jeep trail mentioned in this like like five or six yeah but it's done in a way i think that again isn't like like something to get to it's like a MacGuffin almost like we got well, to get yeah to the jeep but trail. you need to like they do it in a way that I think just it helps just the audience to keep, you know, knowing what the plan is and right. that it's a thing that's there, you know. Yeah. Um well this this then gets them back at, in the town and then that's when they're trying to figure out the plan. Yeah. So they eventually end up on the roofs because they're well, that you have the payoff to the there's a there's a setup of the cooler, like the the cooler that kicks on in Walter's store like that is shown earlier. And then like right. it, again, they're trying to be quiet and the thing kicks on and then a monster comes and gets breaks through the floor Jan, and eats, yeah. eats Walter there. Um, I'm going to call so him Egg Chan. Egg Chan. <laughs> so that raises the stakes. They all end up on the roof and this leads to one. I got a, one of my all time favorite well, scenes we, we, in a movie. Oh, well, real know. quick, we got to talk about them. That's when they come up before Egg Chan dies. They come up with Graboids. Oh, him yeah. And the, him yeah. and, the, and uh, the kid who cries wolf is uh, they're coming up with different names. Yeah. We should name it. He says, Boyd, like, we, oh, we I like that. Yeah. yeah. Graboid. And that's that's stuck. That's their name. But there is I like that there is this sort of. Which is very true. This like. No one gives a shit until it's knocking at your door. Yeah. And that that's the townspeople to some extent aren't really that worried. And they're just more like, yeah, what's this called? And like, take a picture with it. And like, yeah, mom is <laughs> like, no, it's, it's dead. Don't worry, honey. It's like, they're like hanging it on her shoulder and she's all freaked out. And like, Chan buys it from is like offers 15 them bucks. 15 bucks. And then he's charging people to take a picture with it. Yeah. He's got to kind of set up. And they're all like mad, drinking beers. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, it's just, yeah, they kind it, of that brush it off of, at I first. Don't, yeah, it is a kind of like hangout movie, I guess. It has a elements little. of a hangout movie where, like, you you just kind of want to be in this in this movie scenario. You, if you could, like, do like a Total Recall thing, and like, oh, I'm gonna. Go to total. Rec I'm gonna go to the recall center and do the tremors uh, vacation. <laughs> yeah. The tremors you know I mean? vacation. 
I would do it. Like I'd be eaten by a worm. Yeah, but you make it out, you know. Well, it's like when um when Egg Shan dies, that's kind of the midpoint. Like it Mm -hmm. really raises the stakes for everybody. Cause yeah, that before that they weren't really taking it seriously. And he was kind of trying to monetize it too. But and then I love that everybody's coming together to work together. Oh yeah. Once it get once this it because really it's it's not that Egg Chan gets killed. It's the boy who cries wolf scream. He does. He throws the football or the basketball in. Yeah. At Ward and Ward catches and he throws it back at him and then is like yells at him and then he feels bad that he yelled at him the way he did. And then he screams and he run outside and he's like halfway up the like lamp post. And you can see like he's like it almost got him. It like ripped his jeans and he's got like a bloody knee. Oh yeah. And, and there's then, that moment where they're like, yeah, and then Egg Ch- oh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then Egg Chan dies, and that's when it's all fucked. But the yeah. other thing, the other interesting thing is the two survivalists have gone off to see if they can't find a trail or anything because they they don't know what it is yet. So they're yeah. out of radio distance. And they're the ones with all the guns and shit. Yeah. And that's setting up the next scene, which they had left. Is, to, she went, so they went looking for that the scene scientist, is, right? Like, I because they don't know, like, if they're, they, get I think separated. they went there, like, they don't know what it is and who's killing these people. So they're, when they get back to their house, they're saying stuff. The, the husband says something along the lines of, like, basically, like, no trails because they're underground no scat like he doesn't say he might not say scat but he's saying oh, yeah. something about like there's no like sign of them like he's like they ate all these different people like why are they the, shitting basically. why aren't they shitting yeah <laughs> so like all of that that leads to and then finally they get like get them on the radio yeah and it's kind and of they're like hey they're- it's coming to you right now they're not really taking it seriously. They don't really know yet what the threat but is. But the wife is like, hey, listen to them. Yeah. Like, I like how, like, she's a very great voice of reason. And I like, there's a line later in the movie when she, they start yelling. When, once they get stuck on the rocks, all of them. Oh, where she's like, oh, he knows everything or whatever. Yeah, but it's that great. Like, like, she's just saying what he needs to hear in that moment. Yeah. Cause she, she's just knows that like, well, we can't like lose our edge right now, guys. We need to keep it together. I love so those like, two characters so much. Oh, it's so great. That scene they're in their basement oh, and, yeah. at, and again, there it's a cl- classic car shit where we've already established that like the thing that attracts the creatures and she throws her like empty shells through the thing. I don't know, whatever the fuck. It's thing. like a polisher. Like they're polishing their bullets. Basically. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Is that what that is? It's I don't a know bullet that, polisher. Yeah. Okay. That's what and it they is. turn okay. it on. It like makes all. And it, 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 he's, it, it, it. he's cracking open a beer at this yeah. point. Hell he's yeah. Like, he's putting oh, his he, feet up. He he's like, all right, come. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he doesn't care. But what they do in this, they are in the basement of their house. And Bacon is like saying, like, you guys, they're coming for you. They're underground. And he's like, what? What are you fucking talking about? Like, they don't know any of this yet. So they're right. trying to explain something that makes no sense to somebody. And and it's all, again, it's all grounded. It's not in a way where, like, you're get yelling your at roof. the screen in, like, a wrong way. Yeah, You're yelling at them, like, get out of there, you know? 
He's like, get up on and the roof. And he's like, what are you talking about? Busts through the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then they 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 have guns that they start shooting and they waste their, they empty those guns. And then they start backing up and it's that shot of the, that oh, they yeah. haven't shown that wall. And it's just a wall of guns, like they the pan, Matrix. It's almost like a comedy pan, that pan yes. over. But the first oh. thing that happens, I mean, they don't show you the whole, yeah, they don't show the wall yet. They wait for that reveal. But the yeah. first thing that happens, like the thing breaks through. And for a moment, you're with the other characters on the roof. And it goes, oh, shit. And then cuts out. Yeah. And there's just silence. And there's this moment where they're like, oh, they got eaten. But then, like, they start hearing the guns go off and they kind of start to perk up like, oh, they're fighting. <laughs> and then, yeah, they just unload gun after gun after like they're throwing they're throwing magazines to each other. Reba shoots it with a flare at one point. It's just insane. I, I love the moment where the Graboid grabs him and starts to pull him in and Reba takes a, a pump action shotgun and just blows it in half. Yeah, the uh, one of the tentacle uh, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's what I like too. Just within that scene, the problem solving and different things that are happening. Like it's not just like grabbing guns off the wall and shooting at it until they grab the right gun, kind of thing. Yeah, like them. One, just them jumping right into action. Yeah, they're per- and, they're prepared. They're definitely yeah. prepared. And yes, that comical pan to that wall is that that's the kind of that made me like laugh, cry yeah. a little bit. Not like because it's just so perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I just like I know it was coming, but that scene is incredible. I know. That scene has all the tricks in the book. Oh, yeah. That, that's a microcosm has, of the whole movie. There's yes. armature, there's like animatronics, there's miniatures. Yeah, there's, there's a, a really some weird, rare, there is a weird yeah, th- there's I a think. weird rear screen projection shot yes. in there that's clearly not Michael Gross that they no. just shot later. That w- that uh, one kind of uh, takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean it's cool that they went for it. I think in yeah. the time. Well, and they had. It, I felt like it seems like they had to connect them somehow. Like, yeah, we needed one shot where they're both. Yeah, in yeah. frame. Yeah, and so to show know, like the scale and stuff. Yeah. So I get the intent. It's again. A lot of the, I think this movie is the, it's like the skill and the intent were there if they had more money kind of thing. Yeah. They went for it with these monsters. They fucking went for it. Yeah. The monsters are amazing in this movie. I love the one moment in where the, it just sort of like gets pissed and like bucks up and blasts through the ceiling for a second and it comes back down like. That's a miniature, that shot. Why'd you have to... They didn't have to do that shot. And, like, what was the thought process to, like... Just the monsters flailing around and just getting pissed and, like... And how strong it is and and its capabilities. I mean, I'm just saying that, again, is a genius touch. Like, I don't think everybody thinks about that, let alone do you think about that and then work it into your budget and have it in the fucking movie. You know what I mean? And this is three years before um, uh, Jurassic Park, sorry. Yeah. Where I would say, like, what they're establishing in Jurassic Park is what sort of the golden rule of, like, you should have not everything shouldn't be, you should have some tangible shit, some real shit. 
oh, mixed yeah. in. So you're not, going from not all CG, CG to real to CG to real. Just, and it's and or CG half half real and like right. just mixing it all together in this cauldron of cinematic like perfection. And that's basically kind of what they're doing, but on this like shoestring budget for this movie. Like it's fucking awesome. There's I think my favorite shot in that scene is there's like a whip pan where Michael Gross drops his gun and then like you see the gun hitting the ground and you see his foot there and then there's a whip pan to the monster, which I think is a miniature. I think they hit a cut in there because I think it goes to a miniature scene there. Mm. So that was like, I I don't know. There's some genius moments in that. Just the way way they're interacting. and Yeah. Yes. The way they're interacting is what I was able to bring up. I like that they're like, they're it's like throw me in a mag and like yeah like he gets his foot caught by the tentacle creature part of the graboid and she could yeah how she comes over with a shotgun and like then like she shoots the flare which stuns it for a second he grabs the fucking elephant gun which is like which is something they wouldn't ever fucking shoot it's like a you know like a collector's item where the other guns are like they use them yeah And, and the other thing I noticed about that scene too is like the way it's edited is very believable. Like what the characters are doing and how they're loading the guns. Like, so when Michael gross goes for the elephant gun, you know, he, he can't just grab and start shooting. He's got to get the box of bullets out and then they throw out. Yeah. And then he grabs a couple and then there's, there's some a- weird stuff he has to do to it before he can like crank the, like the, he, it's not just, pulling the hammers back yeah for each barrel he has to do something weird at the bottom of it too because it's like this weird old gun yeah and it takes him a few seconds to get it loaded and everything there's like a shot where he's loading it and then it cuts back to reva she's shooting stuff and then finally he gets it loaded and shoots the thing twice and it (laughs) but it's fun too because it adds all of this whole scene not only is it super cool and entertaining and such a payoff for those characters, it adds to the fact that these graboids ain't nothing to fuck. Like they're, they got to fuck you up, man. Like yeah. they took, they, they, they shot these fuck, they shot hundreds of rounds into this thing and it didn't kill it. They've got rifles. They've got automatic rifles. They got, you know, Reba's doing d- dual pistols at one point. Yeah, they, awesome. they got they got shotguns, and then finally two rounds of like a like an eight gauge shell of this elephant gun. Oh, the elephant gun <laughs> bullets are so <laughs> gigantic, big, yeah, like the size of your thumb. And they did a good job of like the squibs when they, and it's like the mouth is open. They're shooting at the fleshiest part of it. Yeah, and like, then it like explodes when he shoots yeah. the second shot. It kind of explodes. Really explodes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so cool. It's great and then visual I love effects. Them like making the pipe bombs and yeah. So they're well, and then again they do the, the whole setup of the like now the graboids at the town are figuring out. All right, they're on top of the buildings. How can we get to them? So now they're like fucking up the foundations of the building yeah they're like going around and digging out under right so now it's like where this is where you could if you want to be an asshole you could start complaining about like oh they're so smart all of a sudden and I, it makes sense i don't know i mean i like it. It, it within the context of the movie it makes sense 
So then that leads to they got to go for the cat. And there's a nice little thing there with the decoy mm-hmm. like tractor they send out. The thing and that's one of the, the coolest POV shots of the creatures because most of the POV shots are more of like an abstract idea where yeah. the camera is just almost on the ground and it's somebody's running along with it. Right. Where this is like the camera goes like into the dirt and there's like a, 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 a a cut there. Yeah. Um, where it's, and then I love that shot of it going through the dirt, Mon- like the monster actual vision. POV. Yeah. Yeah. Which I that, normally fucking hate monster vision. Yeah, I know. Um, this, it works here. I noticed the monster vision a couple times, but it's like, I get it. I mean, you, sometimes you have to do it, but like the, yeah, what's your, those shots you're talking about where the, they're basically pouring dirt over the camera. So you're just seeing like dirts, you know, quickly falling away from camera in all directions, which is ostensibly the point of view of the monsters. So you see that a couple times here. Yeah. Uzi for you. Is there uh vanity plate? Burton Heather's hand. It, oh, really? <laughs> Uzi for you. That's awesome. <laughs> I wrote that down. Yeah, I love yeah, their Bronco a, or whatever. A few good lines about uh, he what's in those bombs, and he says a few household chemicals in the proper proportion. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. And then the other line, what does he say when they kill the first one? When or they? When oh they kill- yes. Oh, you broke into the wrong rec room. Yeah, yeah, you broke. Or, yeah, yeah. There's and a couple like, of weird- him and his wife hug. Like you can see her like wanting to almost like it must have been hard to get that line. Cause it's yeah. such a good line. Like she's kind of like, half she's smiling. trying not to laugh. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that. They like how they embrace and him saying that and stuff. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's so good. Like their relationship that scene is, is the highlight so of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, shootout. I, I love I agree. that scene. That's one of my all time favorite scenes in a movie ever. I would, I'm like, Oh, tremors is on. I have to watch it to get to that scene. Yeah. Basically. I mean, after you know, Act Three is good too. It's kind of a chase. Uh, there's a couple weird things in here where they they only they can only use one f bomb. So they they already um, used it. They used it when Kevin Bacon says "fuck you." So there's <laughs> there's a couple lines where they they dubbed it in badly, mm-hmm. and they said something. They say something weird like "mother scratchers" or "melon yeah. farmers" or something weird. But they needed a PG-13 rating, apparently. So they had to dub that over ridiculously. Only one F-bomb in your movie. That's all That's all you're allowed. I would say, personally, Act 3 maybe has always been the least exciting for me. I think that it's well done. It's fine. After, the, it's, after the shootout, it's like, a, yeah. they're not going to top that. No. You know? And... When they get the the bulldozer and Kevin Bacon and the scientist girl are on it, she's like, yeah, and they're like, woohoo, it's just. And then they dig the trap. Really, that's where I'm like, ooh, like that's. That's the adventure. Well, no, I'm just saying like her like saying like, Yahoo and yay, we did it. I don't know. It just feels um, like at its lowest point of the movie, as far as it's like um cringiness or uh kind of low budgety feel of it is like 
it's not a great shot. It's just a bad take. It's, it is really cool. It's just one of those things where it's, I start thinking up, Oh man, this could be that much cooler where that, that gun scene again, that's so true. They blew their fucking load there. Yeah, they did. You're not going to make it cooler. Another thing that kind of makes me sad is the fact that canonically they broke up after this, like Michael Gross and Reva McIntyre, because she didn't come back for the second movie. So they're just, they explained it that they, she just left him. So that that's sad because I really want them. Oh yeah. They're such a good couple. Right. It was well, it, does yeah, Valentine it, and they're just not even in it. Well, Earl comes back. Bill um Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward comes back for part two. And I think a couple other actors too. I think the guy who played Miguel is in there too. Um uh, but then yeah, it's just Michael Gross throughout the rest of the series. It just got ridiculous too. There was one where they it's supposed to be taking place in Antarctica. But they just filmed it in a desert and then color corrected all the sand to look like snow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, what do you want to uh, rank this great. then? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I think for what it is and what they delivered, it's like an 8.5 for me. It's okay. so high. for And the rewatchability. Yeah, yeah. The uh, there's There's definitely... St- stuff that's like a little rough around the edges and stuff, but I 8.5, I think it's so fun. It's a classic. Yeah, I agree. And if you haven't somehow seen tre- Tremors, like what the fuck you doing? Go watch this movie. Go You'll watch love it. it. It's almost a perfect screenplay. Almost. Yeah. I w- I'm going to say nine. This is the highest nice score I've ever given anything since we've started doing this. I love this movie so much. I can watch it anytime. Um, I lo- as you know, I love monster movies, and well, and a, you can appreciate the filmmaking and what they're going for, and the effects, it, and yeah, it's the same thing with like Evil Dead Two or something, where like they're just going for it, man. Yeah, it's awesome. They went for it. This this yeah. movie's like I don't know. It started a franchise like the the Graboids. I would rank as far as movie monsters go, right up there with like. You know, Alien and Predator. It wouldn't be that high, but you know, as far Same as ballpark. Movie, movie monsters, yeah, they're really oh, they're awesome, spectacular designs and just and well thought out executed. and grounded and yeah, and how they and I, move. That, that's just the simple idea of introducing the the tongue tentacle things first. Yeah, so you think like, oh, oh just a smaller thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still a big. If you saw one of those things, you'd like it. It's like seeing a giant boa constrictor that like gonna fuck you up you'd be yeah. terrified it's very large yeah i I love it's great nine nine out of ten well shall we do a segment called what are you watching yeah let's do it i'm I'm kind of trying to remember what i was yeah i'll just go real quick because right. i so i was saying earlier i we started season four of sex education which is like the first season is the best one. Second season was pretty good too. It's kind of the same like through line story. It's all the same, but like, you know how like these shows go, they just keep on kind of like perpetuating. It's all, it's great yeah. characters. It's fun, but it's like the first two feel like more realized thing, I guess. Um. So wait, so, Oh, sex education. That's what sex education. Saying. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah. I rewatched 
most of Annihilation, which is oh yeah yeah I love uh, that what's movie. his faces yeah uh, yeah the, um, what's that devs kind of devs guy Alex yeah. um Alex something right yeah I love that guy I, yeah, yeah. I think this maybe Annihilation is my like my least favorite although it plays with lots of cool ideas I don't Ex think Machina. visually it's as captivating it's like they kind of had this idea and they couldn't quite land it um, yeah with the, with the shimmer i concept i also think it, jennifer jason lee is just a really bad actor in general like i, I don't think she's been good at anything <laughs> i under, i know what you mean like i don't like like sandra bullock and certain people I, like it yeah i thought it was pretty good though i mean it was pretty good yeah. it just not as good as ex machina but no ex machina is so tight and well polished and so simple um that bear though that that's terrifying terrifying absolutely terrifying all right well ottawa uh i saw yeah, what you see this is exciting well i saw a lot of shorts i only managed to see one feature we were yeah, going fun. yeah yeah it was great we saw a lot of shorts the feature that we saw yeah we yeah it was cool we were uh we probably went to <sighs> A dozen screen, no, more than that. Probably 15 screenings over the course of like two and a half days. It was kind of a marathon and mostly it was shorts. Sitting, a lot of sitting in the theater. We did drink a lot. Hell yeah. Um, we ate a lot of gummies. I did not. <laughs> um, nice. Ate a lot of gummies because you only got to enhance your viewing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the feature we saw was called um, No Dogs or Italians Allowed. It was okay. The, it, um, I wish I had seen more of these. There were like five or six features that played and that, that one didn't win in its category. But it's a stop motion film from France. The animation is super cool in it. Uh, the story is super depressing. It's like this really poor Italian family trying to make ends meet in like the 1920s or thirties or something like that. Um, like I said, the animation is really cool. The puppets aren't particularly interesting. They all kind of look the same. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. The story is super depressing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. It's short. Oh, there's also these weird parts where it was like the way the story was told is like, the stop motion figures are like telling the story to the animator. Like specifically the mom is like his grandma, I think. And huh. So the animator, you see the animator's hand reach in sometimes like handing her a spoon and stuff. It's, it's a little yeah. weird. I don't know. I don't know if that aspect of the storytelling, they were really going worked. for it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was weird. Now the shorts, um, well, there I mean, you've been there. It's always super bizarre. Um, yeah, I think my the one that won was called Miserable Miracle. It's it was a French film by a. So I'm sorry, you went to. Did did TIFF already happen? Uh, you went to Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah, yes. So this is all animation. All animation. So the, yes, yeah. that. Um, so I'm the TIFF at TIFF. Toronto International Toronto Film Internet. Festival. Yeah, that's that's where the animated. boy and the herring. What? Uh, oh, was so the when first. Is, when is that happening? Oh, that already it happened? already came out in Japan, and oh. it. Um, the guy said it's awesome, and he said it's the most Miyazaki bullshit movie ever. But like in a good way, like it's the most that. Miyazaki thing ever. 
Anyways, we should, we should do a review of it. Yeah. When is it yeah. opening here in the U.S.? When do we? I don't know. It? That was the that just TIFF must have just happened not too long ago, and that was the first North America like you know um, screening. Anyway, oh, sorry, I didn't and mean that to was, derail. That you. was just very recent, like that yeah. screening. Yeah. Well, I, maybe we should do a review of it. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Ottawa shorts, it. man. Some of them are just like. They're bizarre. Crayola color pencil like oh, scribbles, and you're just like, "Fuck you, get the fuck out of here." Well, I don't know, some, that, I, I, it's hard for me. I, that's not my thing. I know. I love that it's, stuff. I mean, okay. I, I guess I if mean, I was on I, gummy, it would be a lot cooler. Of, well, yeah, the gummies helped. But, yeah. <laughs> well, the the film that won best in show, Miserable Miracle, was really weird, but it was. I thought it looked really cool. Well, there are a lot of them that were just so weird. Well, you, you've been there. It's you just know. interesting to see. And like you, you don't, if you think you're in a bubble, if you don't think you're in a bubble, you're wrong. You're in a fucking bubble. And it's amazing. It, like some of the, there's different, so much stuff out there. People yeah. doing some crazy stuff that you never, ever, ever see or unless you, you go would, to one of these things. Yeah. And like I was saying to my class, like a lot of these films I'll probably never see again yeah. because they're made in countries where they're, I don't know, they're nationally funded. They don't have YouTube. They have different government systems. Yeah. Like you just don't get a chance to see some of this stuff. And although I didn't like it all, <laughs> I'm glad I saw it. I mean, I like the weird stuff. I didn't like it all, but I liked a lot of the weird stuff that Jerry. I think some of that like. comes that com comes with age too a little bit. Well, yeah, true. My personal favorite short was called The Miracle. Hmm. By Nanki Deutz. Now if you can if you can find them eventually, you gotta send them our way. Well, I did find this person's other film, which looks exactly like it. So the, the miracle was a stop motion film, but the characters were like cut out of glass or plexiglass, I think like frame by frame and wow. just replaced replacement animation where the characters were completely flat. Every pose is a new yeah. piece. Yeah. And, and so that's of a replacement head like Jack Skeleton. Yeah, it's the whole body. It's wow. Like, and then like the, everyone is hand painted. There was another film too that was like it was stop motion, but it was all like 3D printed figures. Like the entire figure was a replacement for every frame and they 3D printed them all and they are like I think they're tiny, like an inch and a half mm -hmm. tall. Like it had this look of being like the smallest thing ever. It was really cool, but I I don't think that film was from Estonia and I don't think I'll ever see it again. Cause yeah. I, I never see these Estonian films anywhere except Ottawa. They never pop up on YouTube or Vimeo. So it's, I don't know. Well, it's the same I, thing with like our podcast on YouTube. It might be just really hard to even probably. Yeah. That's it, true. It's like, you need to have somebody like that's curating this shit. That's right. <laughs> the unfortunate thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's about it. That's all I did. Cool. I mean, um, I didn't watch anything else. So we went to the film festival and that's great though. We watched a lot of shorts and I, I got a lot of stuff to bring back to the students. Um, I went through and looked for as, I found as many as I could that I'm going to show them, but, um, yeah, it's, it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. Send, send me the, that list too, if you can. All right. Cool. Is it like all on YouTube that you found or? Uh, some Most on YouTube, some on Vimeo. I'll send some links yeah. your way. Yeah. Send us a link uh, to Adam Lucas and I would both like to see. All right. Cool. Sure. 
Well, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll do let's an, do outro, an outro, then. Yeah. And, uh, hey, good to see you, man. You too, brother. Thanks for doing a podcast with me. Of course. It's my uh, highlight of the week. Next week is uh, The Blob, right? Oh, I can't so, wait. Yeah. That's another great one. I think I'm going to make Alex year. watch it with me. She's going to so look at good. her phone the entire time. <laughs> so, all right. Well, join us next week for another horror film. Uh, my name is Brad Patello. This is Gus Trouth. You follow us on Instagram, on Movie Odyssey, and then we're also on YouTube. Link in bio. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to head out. All right. Yeah. Me right. too. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see, we'll see you soon.